0: Hey, this is Editor Matt. I'm looking in after the fact and realizing that this is a super weak intro. And since you decided to listen to us ramble, you deserve better. So, welcome back to On the Floor with Matt and Emma Hegler. We are so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to our very first episode. woo Now... I've been noticing a lot of people are really excited about this podcast, <laughs> and I'm just going to set the grounds here.
1: Hmm.
0: Keep your expectations very low. <laughs> Had a, I've just heard a lot of people really excited about this podcast. This is not a regular podcast. We are not podcasters. <laughs> We're not social media-ers, I guess, <laughs> but we just want to share.
1: Yeah, if you guys have suggestions or anything to make it more interesting... Uh, then please share them with us because we need all the help we can get.
0: We have a set of questions we're going to go through. Um, it might not be that laid out. We're just just going to have a conversation, but for a little bit of structure, we do have a couple questions. So, yeah, Emma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First question: What was the month like for you?
1: Well, to be honest, like when the month started out, I think I think both of us were a little bit discouraged because it just seemed slow and like there weren't many opportunities um, to get to share about Japan and what God's doing in our lives. But what's so funny is like whenever we get that discouraged, God just like shows up in really big, obvious ways and surprises both of us. And I don't know why it surprises us because he always does that. Um, But that's exactly what happened this past month after about the first week. uh, Our support went up in a really big way and we had other opportunities we didn't expect to get to share about what God's doing. So that was really awesome. Yeah, yeah so it was a good month. It was a fun month. It was it was kind of slow. We only got to share with one church. Um, but like I said, other opportunities came up to share, which was really exciting. Right. Yeah.
0: Lots of computer work. Yeah. Not a whole lot of public speaking, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's just, you know, sometimes you got to get down and dirty with the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, So that's what our month's been like.
1: And it's also been a good month because as we've talked to churches this month, some of them have told us that their budget meetings are at the beginning of October. And so if we hadn't been reaching out to a lot of them, they wouldn't even be on their radar for possibly considering us for support. So it's been really awesome that this was a slower month as far as speaking because it gave us more opportunities to connect with new churches in time to maybe hit their budget. So Matt, tell me about something fun that happened this month.
0: But one thing that was, um, not that the whole month was discouraging, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just the beginning. Right.
0: Yeah. But um, one thing this month that really uh, kind of struck me and encouraged me was I went to like a shooting competition with my dad, met some of his work friends, super nice guys, Mm -hmm. but they're doctors and... Um, of course, we're all sitting around talking about. Because
1: his dad's a doctor and so is mine. Right. Yeah. Yes.
0: But as I was saying, we're all <laughs> sitting around and, right, they're doctors, prestigious, you know, really smart people. And um, they're all like ter- talking about what they do. And one of them asks me, <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> and um, of course, when someone asks me that, you know, being a missionary who's support raising, it's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> I really have to say what I do.
1: Because <laughs> people don't understand it. Right. Yeah. And some
0: people, at least some people's first thoughts about missionaries who are support raising in the U.S., they're not actually doing field work right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that a real job? Yeah. You know, and that's, it. it is a real job, <laughs> but... It's it's kind of it's kind of hard to see. It, it works a lot differently than a normal job, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And so, I get I get a little bit insecure in those <laughs> circumstances, and um, I kind of I kind of dread them sometimes. But nevertheless, <laughs> still said I'm a missionary. Support raising to go to Nagoya, Japan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm expecting these guys to just be kind of like, oh, okay, Whatever. yeah, that's yeah. cool. But it ha- just so happened the guy who I was talking to uh, was had been on a lot of short term missions mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of like mercy ministry kind of stuff in different unreached areas of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said he said, "Man, that's awesome!" <laughs> and he gave me a fist bump. And after that, we were talking about missions for like thirty minutes straight. <laughs> and so I was wow. expecting something like. Like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. But yeah. on the inside, they're thinking, that's not a real job. Yeah, what is he yeah. doing? So that was really encouraging to me
1: yeah
0: uh, to hear that. And he actually wanted to be on our newsletter too. so
1: Yeah, that's really sweet. It's nice to have those little encouraging moments when you're support raising because, yeah. yeah, most people don't really understand it.
0: And that's okay because before we really got into it and started actually support raising, I didn't really understand it from the outside looking in either. And it's even weirder for us because we're actually full-time support raisers, which means it literally is my full-time job and Emma has a part-time job, but it's basically both of our full-time jobs. It takes up most of our time and a lot of missionaries have jobs on the side, you know, to uh, keep food on the table for their families. But for us, we're fortunate enough that we can live off of such a little salary, um, and really focus on fundraising. So we're really blessed in that way.
1: One other thing that's really encouraging for me is to read our teammates' newsletters to hear about what's going on with them in Japan and actually in the ministry. You know, Our ministry right now is raising support and sharing about what God's doing. Um, but it's cool to read about what they're currently doing with the Japanese kids and missionary kids. Um, It was a really, really busy summer for them. And I was just reading one of my teammates' newsletters, and she was saying that one of the MKs was talking about, you know, leaving their home country where they grew up and um, saying that they felt broken and sad and lost, but also seen and loved and cared for. And I just thought that was really beautiful. And, you know, she was asking for all of us to pray that all MKs would feel Seen and loved and cared for, and I thought that was a really, really great prayer. But it's exciting to hear about MKs who, through the brokenness and lostness, um, get to know the love of the Lord and that the Lord does care for them and see them, sees them that way. Yeah, right. That's that's been encouraging for me.
0: And you've been reading a book about MKs and how to counsel them. Can you talk a little bit about? how MKs are different than normal people, normal kids in the U.S.?
1: Yeah, I can try. We'll be able to answer a lot of questions way better in a few years, but I can tell you what I know from this where I'm sitting now. Um, Well, MKs generally grow up in one country, so let's just use Japan. So they grow up in Japan, but their parents may be from America. So they look American but they all have all of the cultural values of a Japanese person. And um, so oftentimes, you know, if they come back to the United States, people expect them to fit in and act just like every other American, but they don't. So they're often kind of out of place in America, even though they look like they should blend in. One really cool story, actually, that... We heard from a missionary kid, was at one of the churches we were sharing at, and one of the elders there actually grew up as a missionary kid, and he was talking about coming back to America. I think he was raised in Africa, came back to America, and somebody said, so what's it like to live in a foreign country? And he said, oh, America's great. <laughs> and we just loved that story because you expect him to talk about Africa. But
0: He also had some other crazy stories. So yeah. We don't want to share his whole life story on here. Yeah.
1: So. We just found that MKs are really, really interesting people.
0: Right. I think it's especially hard for MKs because we don't, we don't think a whole lot about this as Americans, but it's, it's really crucial to know in your development Um, as a child and to an adult where your home is and where you belong Mm. and that's one of the big things for MKs that sets them apart from everyone else is that they're wired into one culture and this may be the culture that they're born into or it's the culture that their family uh, comes from but they're having to abandon that culture and assimilate to a brand new culture in a brand new place with brand new people, who already know the culture really well, and so they're forced to to have to abandon those roots that gave them their original belongingness. So it's like they're kind of in between, a limbo. That's why a lot of uh, a good term for them is third culture kids, and that's because they're not from their original culture or from the culture they're
1: adopted. They're of a different culture. Mm-hmm. And their culture is MK culture. So that's what's so cool and what we're excited about, about our team. Because a lot of the events they do are for MKs. Where MKs get to be with other MKs and say, oh, you get it. You understand what it's like to be totally different from everyone else around me. And yeah, so that's pretty awesome that we get to maybe be a part of that story soon. So we thought in every episode we would take a second just to get to tell you guys something about us that you probably wouldn't know unless you talked to us for a while. Um, so, Matt, can you think of something?
0: <laughs> so, something funny that happened to us a long time ago was a crucial development in our relationship. <laughs> uh, was our first date. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> and... Um, Emma has a better perspective on this than I do. Um, I think it went great, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess clearly by the fact that I'm talking about it means that it didn't go great. <laughs> but um, what happened was um, we went to Panera on our first date. Mm-hmm. Very swanky. Very swanky. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not a chain restaurant.
1: Mm-mm. High end.
0: High end, very high end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so,
1: and then we went. We walked in.
0: Mm-hmm. We walked in, mm-hmm. and me never having been on a first date before was obviously a pro at dating, <laughs> and so I didn't pay for her food. <laughs> she paid for her food. We both paid separately
1: on um, different kiosks, too. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah. Yes. <laughs> right, and then we sat down, and.
1: Matt didn't really talk to me the entire time. Uh, He wasn't feeling very good. I don't know if it was nerves or what, but we just sat there and stared at each other, and I was so self-conscious at the time that I thought, like, everyone in Panera, thought we were the weirdest people ever. And, uh, yeah, so that was pretty... a pretty horrible and funny first date. (laughs) I remember going home, and I was like, if he has the audacity to ask me out again... I am not going, or something something <laughs> yeah. super sassy like that. And uh, yeah. he did ask me out again, and we ended up getting married. So so even the worst first dates can be redeemed.
0: So let this be an encouragement <laughs> mm-hmm. to all people who have had terrible first dates. Hmm. Just give it a second try. Yes, <laughs> just keep That'd going. That would be my advice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it worked for us, right?
0: Right, I guess the good thing about me that back then was that I was stubborn and very persistent. Hmm. So.
1: And I was just sassy and mean.
0: <laughs> but we did like take a little walk through the mall after that.
1: Yeah, that's which true. was
0: which was fun. That was my attempt to try and redeem it. Yeah, I think. It was a good try. Or
1: maybe I just didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was probably the best part. Anyway, thank you for tuning in and listening to our first episode of our podcast. We're so glad you guys are here. And as always, please let us know if there are things you want us to talk about on here or questions you have that you'd like us to answer.
0: And also, if this first episode was a huge letdown for you (laughs) and you'd like it to be a little bit more put together, more professional, just hang on. We're getting there. (laughs) We're We're still figuring this out. Um, so just hang on yeah have a
1: great with us <laughs> yeah
0: and we hope you enjoy the next episode if you haven't listened to our intro yet go listen to that um, it's helpful information on who we are and
1: why the podcast
0: why the podcast right so thanks for listening and hope you like it enough to listen next week <laughs> I mean next month <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bye bye